Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Open your hearts, loosen your butts, it's time for Couples Therapy! <laughs> yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, so feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's up, up, up. And a welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I'm Naomi. We're a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners. Naomi, we are now into the hot depths of August. How are you doing? How are you doing in this sweaty, sweaty weather? Something, hey, we've learned. I don't know if, I'll cut this if you don't want to talk about it, but uh, you've been having sweaty problems lately. We found out it's your antidepressants. Well, we think so. Basically, we use the internet. Uh, because y'all, I just be sweating like a hoe in church. It's like I'm under the sun for 30 seconds and my face begins to drip like I'm in a silent film. It's mm. almost Chaplin-esque. It's yeah. a flop sweat that is reminiscent of the old days of film. Oh, it's very Blue Lagoon. It's a waterfall. It's a very- It's a waterfall. It's I'm a look- cascade. Heidi, I'm looking like a shape of water. I'm looking like the shape of water. That is how I'm sweating. And I was like, this don't make no sense that it's happening so fast. And then Andy was like, you know what? I read something that says antidepressants can cause it. Uh, what are the ones you're taking? I saw a, I saw a JPEG on Tumblr. Oh my God, it was a JPEG? It, it was saying, I thought you read an article. Well, it was people talking about how like their um, antipsychotics are, make it difficult for their bodies to regulate their temperature. Uh-huh. And then they're like, and so they did a, like a, some research and they found a list of like all these like antidepressants and antipsychotics and anti anything. Anti anything. Anti anything. Any, hey, anti records. Isn't that a record label? So they, uh, and they found that if you take these things, it makes it difficult to, to, for your body to regulate your temperature. And I'm like, I wonder if that's what's going on. It could be, honey, because you know I'm on them pills. Yeah. You know how I do. Hey, just a PSA for everyone out there. Yeah, just check into it. I don't know what I'm supposed to do as a result, but I guess there's a reason. But still, I'm so sick. You know LA is hot literally 352 days out the year, which means I'm actually out in these streets sweating. Do you know what my suggestion is? What? 
you get one of those old timey screw cap things. You put ice in it and you put it on your head. Like you see them in cartoons. Yeah, and have a thermometer in my mouth. <laughs> yes, ice on my head, a thermometer in my mouth, which I'm convinced would affect the temperature. Just the walk around. It's it's very like a old school newsy cap type. You uh-huh. know, look. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Naomi, it's cooling, but make it fashion. It feels like it could be very hipstery too. Like the idea of wearing, oh yeah, like being like, well, I don't want to use my AC and I'm trying to conserve, so I just put a bag of ice on me. Oh my god, you wearing that? Me with my parasol, Naomi. <laughs> we are going to be high fashion, hot couture in this house. Not hot, but hot couture. Yes, that's cool the truth. couture. Cool couture, baby. Someone's hot, back. cool tour. Hey, before we get into the episode, Naomi, we got some follow ups. Like I mentioned last episode. I love it. Got some pops. Got some commentary from other listeners. So this first one comes from uh, another one from the Jason Butler Harner episode. Wow. Wow. This has really got people talking. If you remember last week, we we played an excerpt from one of the callers. Uh, So do you remember the advice question where the writer, uh, she wrote and she's a lesbian. Her best friend is a straight guy. Uh, she's staying with him, and one day, yes. out of nowhere, he Absolutely. started. He like confronted her. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I remember this, yes. and I remember it's like something's going on with him. Yeah, he's like, uh, uh, he's like accusing her. Yeah, and then she had and, to leave. And well, she didn't know what to do. She because right. like she had she was fixing up like a like camper van type yeah. thing, and she was gonna be there for a couple years, I think. And yeah, in Utah, and yeah, then, and then he was um, like, all right. Hi, Naomi and Andy. I was getting caught up on the podcast and just heard my advice question read on Jason Butler Harner's episode. I was dealing with a tricky situation with a friend of mine after a confusing confrontation. I wanted to reach out and say thank you so much for your time and advice. The situation really had me feeling lost and honestly pretty down on myself. But hearing your reactions came at a perfect time. I have, in fact, left Salt Lake City. Yeah, baby! I don't have a lot of people to talk things through with these days, and hearing your support of my decision to leave gave me a boost of confidence that it was probably the right move. I've now been on the road for about two months, just me and my dog. Not sure yet where we'll ultimately land, but that's part of the adventure. Anyway, I just wanted to send a note of appreciation for you both and JBH, of course. Thank you for the podcast. I'm loving this nomad land. I'm loving this nomad land. A gal and her dog! In the open road. There was no dog in Nomadland, was there? Which is why this is even better. And we also have someone else wrote in with their own commentary on that question. Oh, okay. Uh, And uh, Shira writes, hey. (laughs) It was hey, exclamation mark, Naomi. What do you want me to do? (laughs) I'm too close to you for you to be screaming, girl. My apologies. (laughs) Hey, I have some input from the first advice segment of JBH's episode. I'm also a lesbian with many hetero male friends. It's imperative to constantly manage boundaries and expectations in these relationships Mm. because it can get sticky. It's something that I'm hyper aware of. I've had a bisexual guy friend for over 10 years who I knew had feelings for me in middle and high school display weird outbursts of accusations, Mm. me stealing from him for X, for example, and just general maniac energy toward me. Oh my God. I just... I distanced myself from the relationship. It came time to tell him happy birthday and he confessed his love for me once more. Mm. This is two months after he met the girl I was dating and was acting weird during the encounter. Mm -hmm. He said that he wants me to be open to being with him in the future because that's what he wants, but was infuriatingly insistent about that. We have not spoken to each other since that day because I realized this would always be a thing for him and our friendship. 
Another common theme of lesbian women and hetero male relationships is codependency related issues. I have another male friend who would fight with me a lot, but then I realized he has mommy issues and viewed me as a mother figure. I'm very mature and can be assertive, so I get why. But in that instance, I had to distance myself and reconfigure my behavior so that he responded differently. Sometimes it's not an issue that is easy to detect, and I found it nearly impossible to speak with a less evolved non-therapy-seeking male about codependency issues. So changing my own behavior just seemed like the easiest and most efficient way of saving and managing the relationship. But sometimes the relationship isn't worth saving. Sometimes when hetero guys have feelings for lesbian women, it doesn't dissipate because it's unfulfilled and they can't wrap their minds around that kind of rejection. Wow. It's almost like being friends with heterosexual males is not good. (laughs) It's almost like there's a toxicity there. Is that a A danger? Is that a (laughs) t-shirt? my god man this is really fucked up it's so funny we were in target the other day and we i I had to get a a tennis ball for uh some um physical therapy to roll my heel on for my heel spurs so i was walking (laughs) through the sporting goods section i was just explaining why i'm in the sporting goods section (laughs) because people would be like i would be like yeah i was in the sporting goods section and people were like that doesn't check out Uh, and I passed by the footballs and there was this almost like instinctual feeling to like pick up the football and like hold it and feel it and like really yeah that's your instinct Andrew yeah just like (laughs) maleness in America like (laughs) kind of drills that into your neurons it's like yeah pick up a football when you get near it Get near it. Pick up a football when you get near it. It's almost like if someone was reading a cliff notes of how to be a man. One, pick up a football if you get near it. <laughs> Two, treat some women like mommy. Oh, Three, manic outbursts. Oh, God. Is that not like mainstream hetero maleness in this country? <laughs> Oof. Oh, what a good time. Woo! All right, Naomi. Before we get into uh, talking about our guests, though, we have one more. This is a Follow-up-ish, this is um, a reader commenting. Now, do you remember the Ryan O'Connell and Punham episode? Absolutely. Do you remember the roller derby question where a woman was living in France with her boyfriend, joined a roller derby team, and uh, is having a... What we, we what we might call a queer awakening. Yes, 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 yes. A spring awakening, the musical. Yes, yes. I don't know. I didn't see it, so that could be inaccurate. So someone wrote in about that, about their own experiences with roller derby. Uh, do you want to read that, please? I do, because this would really make me happy. So from this person. I know that I'm a few weeks late, but I'm just catching up and want to let you know that joining roller derby in your 30s and having a queer sexual awakening is a tale as old as time. Did two teammates of mine divorce their husbands to marry each other? Yes. Did multiple teammates get asymmetrical haircuts and break up with their boyfriends? Yes. Did I, a straight, in quotes, lady, run away and date my cute butch teammate for 10 years? Maybe. Maybe roller derby didn't make us gay, but it sure helped. So, yeah. Get drunk at that after party and ask a girl or MB cutie to dance. Unless she's your teammate and you have a game the next day. I love this. Ooh. I want that person to write a story about their life like we need to do a a roller derby movie where everyone falls in love i would like to write a series of books about women in roller derby we need a movie we need a series of books yep we We need need a a reality series i don't look i'm not a big fan of reality series but there's a lot here there's something going on here there's a lot here i mean a tale as old as time a tale as old as time i mean my god i mean if that if what you're if that's what you're saying i mean that's beauty and the beast we need a musical movie you know Andrew like, Lloyd Webber, where are you? Come on. Kayla's <laughs> oldest time, song is hey, old as rhyme. What is that one? What is that one Andrew Lloyd Webber thing with the 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 
Phantom there's, of the Opera? No, there's a like skating one. He has a skating one already. I don't know his oeuvre, Andrew. We need, we need a reboot, a queer reboot of that Andrew Lloyd Webber skating musical. <laughs> oh. Naomi, who's our guest today? My God, thank you. I can't wait. Our guest is the hilarious, the dope as hell, Jenny Yang. Jenny is a comedian, writer, actor. In 2020, she was named one of Variety's 10 Comics to Watch. She's written on Last Man Standing on Fox and Busy Tonight with Busy Phillips. And she's the creator and host of Comedy Crossing, a stand-up show held inside the Animal Crossing video game that has raised nearly $40,000 for BLM-related causes. Hello, activists. That's where you first met Jenny, right? Yes. I didn't really know her. She's wonderful. Wonderful. She's really cool. Fun. She's really cool. Open, cool, and good. Yeah. I really enjoyed this talk. So I guess without any further ado, roll it. Jenny, how are you? You know what? I'm doing I'm doing great. We're we're I'm vaccinated. I'm yes. ready to, mm-hmm. you know, breathe people's breaths. <laughs> Which means I've accepted that I might catch a cold. You know what I mean? Wow. Like we've been, I, I've been without a cold for over a year, which is great, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Stayed healthy. Yeah. So. No stress sickness? Um, oh, 100% will happen. <laughs> <laughs> like that's just are for the course. Yeah. But I no, I mean, yeah, I feel like, I feel like I've accepted that we're going to get back into germ swapping. Mm. Now, do you mean germ swapping in terms of hooking up <laughs> or do you mean germ swapping in terms of just like someone else's Unmasked, breath yeah. carries over uh, some kind of uh, aerosolized bacteria? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm in a monogamous relationship, but never say never. Wow. OK, that's huge. That's huge. That, for the pod. Yes. A comedian now, in a monogamous relationship. Now, here's here's a question, because we're recording this on Loving Day. Is this an uh, interracial relationship? Is this... Oh, my God. Not? Yes. It is. All right. Happy is. Loving Day to you and yours. Oh, my God. Happy <laughs> Loving Day. I didn't know today was Loving Day. Yes, it's our day. We did it. You know, we, <laughs> we, we beat the odds. We fought back the system. Um. I was asking you just because, you know, obviously we're going to answer some listeners' relationship questions, but we yes. like to start off, you know, knowing where our guest is coming from, where Please. they're at, what their love languages are. Mm. As I like to say, we're going to go through your entire relationship history <laughs> from your first teenage love to now. I mean, I never had teenage love. That's the thing. I'm a late bloomer. You are? Yes. Where'd I didn't like, up? I didn't date until I was 21. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. Andy has to unpack this. Oh, yes, yeah, so let's unpack this. No crushes? I had crushes. Well, okay, you had crushes. I had crushes. crushes. I had fantasies that got me hot and bothered. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Interesting. You, you, one could argue I was, I developed a little quicker than the average bear. Interesting. Okay, you mean like- Puberty-wise. I see. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, I did not like intimacy, guys. Really? Boys were evil. Men mm-hmm. were bad. Mm-hmm. And therefore, let's not engage with them. Yeah, They were people to beat. Listen, this is honest. Wow, I love this. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, no, seriously, like to just be like, well, I think in a way, like, I guess when I say I love this, because like, I like that idea for a young girl to feel like there's something to beat, as opposed to like, I know I spent so much time being so worried about what they thought. Do you know what yes. I mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. You oh, thought yeah. that. I mean, and- I pro- Go ahead. Jenny's trying to shatter the glass 
penis. Exactly. <laughs> oh, eventually I did. <laughs> Don't worry about it. But no, but um, I 100% like I probably deep down wanted boys to like me. But in my head, I was like, no, I'm good at school. And that's what I care about. And, you know, boys are mean. <laughs> and I don't want to deal with it. You know, it was that was me. And until until I I broke. And then I was like, Ugh, I'm not gay. I fucking like the attention of a cishet men. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Damn it. Where did you grow up? I grew up in um, Torrance. I was born in Taiwan, but I grew up in Torrance down here here in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. It's funny because I think you have a New York energy. That's what I I said before. (laughs) I think when I did your show, you know, you're just, I don't know, you're very direct. You seem to cut the shit. You're not giving a lot of like, hi, we should hang out. Like, you don't have that. So I'm very surprised to hear that you are born and raised here. Thank you. Yes. Uh, you know, born in Taiwan, but raised here. Definitely. I raised mean, here, yeah, you yeah. know, I, I, I've, I've, you know, I've listened to a couple episodes of yours and some other comedians who've spent time in New York. And, you know, there are some generalities. <laughs> True. Can I... About East Coast, New York versus L.A., you know. Can I throw and this I out get there? It. Yeah. Um, you, you tell me if this is true. Another friend of mine who told me that um, a lot of uh, Taiwanese people tended to go to the East Coast and a lot of like mainland Chinese people tended to go to the West Coast. I don't know if that's true. Maybe I have it backwards because I was wondering then if that if uh, that was New York energy. Oh, if, ta- if Taiwan, if Taiwan is New York energy. <laughs> well, this came up in the context of Chinese food. And we were saying how we couldn't find the stuff we liked out here. And then yes. he was schooling us on why, you know, certain things were more popular in New York versus L.A. That's hundred percent. But uh, obviously you haven't talked to me about where to get your Chinese. That's food. absolutely so, accurate. That's I, absolutely I will accurate. help. Yes. But, no, but I wonder I think... if there is something cultural and if, unless I have it backwards, in which case, <laughs> in which case, ignore this. I retract. I think it depends. I, I think okay. it depends. I think it depends. I think, um, you know, New York energy can be direct, not whatnot. Taiwanese folks as a stereotype tend to not be as direct. They tend to be a oh. little more, you know, so you might have it flipped, you know, maybe the person assumed, oh, Taiwanese people are more likely to stay on the West Coast versus East Coast. Huh. We definitely have a stronger presence here. Oh, but, okay. you know, I'm, all I'm saying is, is um, I will be a pushy auntie and that energy <laughs> is just Chinese. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. Whether or not that's New York, <laughs> okay, that's great. Okay. No, but I, I, I did go to college on the East Coast and, okay. you know, a lot of my friends were New Yorkers. Okay. okay, exactly. And that's where you broke, as you say. So let's think about that. Let's think about that. <laughs> they broke me. I broke them. I spent a summer in New York after college. Really <laughs> loved it. And honestly, I would be in New York if it wasn't for my family being in L.A. Like, that's mm-hmm. really why I was here. So it doesn't surprise me. I take it as a compliment, you know. That it you is. Think I, you know, such a compliment. I got New York energy. I walk so fast. <laughs> <laughs> what, what broke you at 21? Oh, yeah. Oh, just I'm a you know I, I was like I'm a horn dog. Okay, you were having <laughs> right? yeah, you couldn't hold it in anymore. And you know I went to therapy for the first time in college, y'all. That helped. Wow. Yes, absolutely. You know, it was to was be that like, something oh. you had to do in you had to leave home to do? I think so. I think so. I think just grow up. Just you know realize oh that's a thing because I didn't have yep. friends in high school who went to therapy. I didn't know what that was really. And then in college I was like I'm upset. Why am I anxious? Why am I having why am I having flashbacks to traumatic childhood experiences? Let me go to oh, wow. student health services. And and we worked it out, you know. I had a lot of anger to my dad. 
to my mm-hmm. brothers. It's a lot of, it's a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. men, listen, this is how a men feminist. Men who are mean and bad. <laughs> yes, this is how feminists are born. Is that too heavy? <laughs> is that too heavy oh, for no, couples no. there to open up? You no, know, no. this is, this is the reality. And therefore I'm a stand-up comedian. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, parental issues that create avoidance side. That is definitely there was. This is funny how like a long time ago, uh, I saw Patton Oswalt. This is a, a paraphrase of a quote of his, but he's like, "No, it's just a skill. There's no reason why certain people go into comedy." And then I'm like, "That's," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you got it." And then afterwards, like as I'm in this business and I meet more and more people, I'm like, "No, there's a." a you don't do this if you don't have a void inside. Somewhat, you have to have some void. It doesn't have yeah. to be the, the same void. Right. We all have different yeah, voids. Exactly. But it ha- there has to be a void. There has to be a prerequisite void right. for I agree. you to want the praise of strangers. Well, last night I did my first live show back in the world. And this guy <gasps> oh my came God, up congratulations. To me Thank you. It was, I was so nervous, but then I was like, this is fine. But afterwards, this guy comes up to me. He goes, what you did was really brave up there. <laughs> how? What? How, what made you so brave? That was how it went. And brave? I was like, yes. And I was like, okay, am I Lena Dunham exposing her body? They're like, that was brave. You know, like when they always love to say brave, but I like, I was like, what? And, I, and then I kind of said to him too, I was like, I was like, oh no, it's not bravery. It's emptiness. And, he was, <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, well, I thought it was very, very brave. I was like, all right, well, okay. I won't stop you. If you want to give me the purple heart, I'll take it. Did he think you were the comic who went topless? <laughs> no, but I did wonder because he was like a black guy where at first I was like, are you saying I'm brave because I talked about Wellbutrin and sitting down in the shower? Like, do you know what I mean? Like being open? But he meant the act of stand-up itself. He was like, I, this is very brave. And I was like, no, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, at some point I feel like, um, you know, the shame you feel about your void and the neediness that you might have <laughs> Gets gets overpowers the shame you have for you know embarrassing yourself in public. I feel like yes. that's really what happens. There's yes. this sort of you know tipping point in which you're like, okay, maybe I'll get on stage and be a stand-up comic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so your void was created. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. <clears throat> <clears throat> so your void was created early in life, and then no, hundred percent. Oh, yeah. 100%. Sorry. Oh, yeah. You, you know when something is so correct, you shake your head to say yes? Yeah. Right? Like, 100%. 100%. Do you know what? You had the look of, so, like, someone who was, like, smelling, like, a delicious meal. Like. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see yeah. what you're saying. Yes. Like, sure. Oh, mm. yes. Mm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Void created early in life. Yes. Oh, that feels, that smells so good. Let me no, dive it's in. true. It's true. And then, you know, I feel like, you know, once you create a void, if you're broken just a little bit, you might turn into a stand-up comedian. You might turn into an alt-right vlogger. You don't know. You know what I mean? It can go a few ways. It can go a few ways. Like, you just need a platform and (laughs) the the adulation of strangers. Exactly. And so wherever you get your adulation, that's the platform you take. (laughs) You're like, well, the alt-right seems to like me, so I guess MAGA? Like, yeah, exactly. You know how I'm that built is. for this. I'm built for this. Yeah. Um, no, but then it also set me on a path to like not having fulfilling relationships and dating a lot for most of my adult life until, you know, enough, you know, um, building, rebuilding my self-esteem and therapy 
helped mm. with that. And now I'm in a very happy, committed relationship. We love it. That, you know, when you say rebuilding and getting that self-esteem, aside from therapy itself, yeah. were there any other things you did? You know, asking for a friend, that is me. <laughs> How do we rebuild self-esteem? <laughs> I've done almost everything. I've done almost everything because I have, I, you know, I had to be obsessed with self-help books. That's basically what I did. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to, if I can get therapy, I'll get therapy. But if mm-hmm. not, after I have you know, a relationship that wrecks my that wrecks my inner child, I'm going to nurture my inner child as much as possible. And mm-hmm. so I would um, I would just not date for like six months or a year and just kind of give myself uh, feel it out, you know. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I would be like want to feel needy or feel like down and whatever, I instead of, I don't know, coping in some other maybe unhealthier ways, I would just force myself to just like crack open a self-help book called The Dating Repair Kit or <laughs> Loving Him Without Losing You or yeah. Why Does He Do That? These are the oh. names of the books I've, you know, relied yeah. upon. There's more. Yeah. There's more. The Dance with Anger, you know? Wow. Is it a tango? Is it a two-step? It's got to be a tango. It's, it's got to be a tango. <laughs> The dance of anger. Yeah. And so I would crack it open. Like the way like I grew up with evangelical Christians. I don't know if y'all did, but. No, you did. I did. You did. I did. That's why I also like probably didn't get into the funny business as much as, as uh-huh. you know what I mean? Other yeah. kids. Um, But I, I wasn't Christian, but my friends were. And wait, you know, wait, wait, wait. They, I'm sorry. What? So wait, you grew up. So you, you were not Christian yourself. No. Y'all weren't evangelical. So it was but a school. All your school? friends were evangelical? All my friends were, even though we were at a pu- big public school. Oh, in a public school. So you just found the evangelicals? No, we just happened to like relate the most. And they all happened to have, like they were Korean Americans who were uh-huh. like, uh, at who went to the uh, Presbyterian church. Okay. It was the Japanese Americans who were third or fourth generation who went to the 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 Baptist church like okay. there's just in in the area I grew up those are like a couple of really big institutions if that oh, makes okay. sense do you know what okay. I'm saying yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah yeah okay okay I was just wondering I was yeah like, yeah totally. if, I was like the evangelical cats I was like well, I can't imagine <laughs> little Jenny in the cafeteria being like okay oh, no. they're into yeah, Jesus should we read Ecclesiastes I... today before right? we <laughs> dig into our carrot sticks I know <laughs> but I see uh-huh I forgot what I was talking about. No, you were saying you grew up around um, evangelicals. Oh, right. And so I didn't get into the to the dirty, dirty, nasty goodness until (laughs) I was older. (laughs) But oh, this is what it was. They would always be like, whenever I feel like I have drifted from God, I would just crack open my Bible, any page. And at some point, if I just read through the Bible, it will speak to me. It will speak to where my heart is. And that's how I treated self-help books. I would just like open up a book and just be like, Maybe I need to hear this message today, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. But it worked for you, obviously. It worked because I did, it was was like a third job, you know? It was like, I need a journal, real Mm -hmm. hardcore. Mm -hmm. I need to, you know, talk to my, you know, I need to role play with my inner child. I've done that. I'm going to talk to myself in the mirror. I'm going to put up post-it notes. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to come up with a mantra that I would be embarrassed (laughs) to share. You know what I mean? It's like. That's, but it's good though. At least you're like, you have your system, right? Because I think what I'm thinking of, you know, you said, you know, as you got into therapy and you realized you had grown up with some of these 
some toxicity just to be general right yes but at the same time you were like you know i moved back here to be close to my family so obviously you're very close with them no i'm not i'm physically close okay (laughs) okay i am i can visit but I mm-hmm. will try to avoid them as much as it's a push pull, guys. Okay. You know, Wait. <laughs> what? Why did you want to be physical? Like, no shade to Naomi's mom, but like, we part of moving three thousand miles across. Don't the country. just make it my mama too, okay? I'm saying you also have some situations. So anyway, we. The point is, we enjoy living <laughs> we, on the other side of the country. Uh, if I could, I would. But here's the thing: my dad was in his fifties when he had me, so. Even when I graduated from college, he was already older. Mm-hmm. And so, he, you know, he's like 90 now. Wow. Okay. Like, basically. How old yeah. is he? Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, we've, he's been saying, I'm about to kick the bucket for the last 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it was 100% like, oh, I guess I should, like, be near my family so uh-huh. I could still kind of have an adult relationship. In which I did. Like, you know, right after college, I, like, would see my family, like, once a week, which okay. is a lot. Yeah, you know, yeah. and then I <laughs> yeah. and then I, which it's enough. It's and, uh-huh. and I would get triggered every time, and then I would go running to whatever boyfriend I was with at the time to be like, this sucked. And then <laughs> and then I and but it, and then slowly as I got healthier, and I would kind of stretch it out a little more and figure out other ways to be supportive without mm. feeling like you know it's a lot of like guilt or codependence where you're like if if i'm not there for them they will never survive you know right. like, yep. yep 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 yeah <laughs> that was my attempt at a mid-atlantic uh, <laughs> oh is that what that was i don't know like i'm like i'm ava gabor you know <laughs> oh is that what that that thing is that's called mid-atlantic you know darling like that. Yeah, oh, like and, you okay. know, back then in the golden era, of, yeah, 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 uh, you know, right? They 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 taught the, all the little screenlets, the starlets, <laughs> yeah. screenlets yep, to screenlets, um to to do that kind of posh semi-British oh that accent. Makes, yes, okay. Yesterday, I had this weird vision of like of like what if there were podcasts in the like 1950s and you had a bunch of like people at a Hollywood party, but, darling, you must come do my podcast. <laughs> And so that Gross. was your mid-Atlantic posh. <laughs> and I didn't realize that I was doing a mid-Atlantic posh accent when I was <laughs> imagining it yesterday. Or something, something Atlantic. But yeah. <laughs> Can we go back to the evangelicals for a second? I'm yeah. just curious, like when you were a kid, like what drew you to these religious folks? Well, it did I didn't I wasn't drawn to that part of them. It mm-hmm. was more that they were um, they were all Asian American. Some were like 1.5 generation, as they call it, like me, where they were born, you know, say uh-huh, in Korea and came when they were young. So they spoke Korean at home, or I spoke Mandarin at home, and then mm-hmm. English in the pub in public. And so, I, you know, I related. They, they also, you know, were, you know, were good students, and we mm-hmm. were we did sports, and you know, we they were social. It was like a good like a imagine wholesome. Sweet Valley wholesome. High. Yes, imagine Sweet Valley High, but <laughs> yeah, Asian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Asian. Now that okay. show I want to watch. That's actually a K-drama. <laughs> that's one of the K-dramas I'm watching, quite frankly. Yes, good. Oh, you, you're, yes, that's right. Yeah, get into it. I we have. needed American style. Asian yeah. American, uh, Sweet Valley High. And so, you know, I liked being able to be with the cool kids. We were cool yeah. kids, you know, mm-hmm. but also did well in school. Um, but it just so happens that the majority of them went to like a couple of these churches and I didn't. Okay. And I grew up, you know, lighting incense and believing probably in a buddhist thingy thing okay you know and <laughs> yeah. confucian yep, yep. we had a confucian altar for my grandparents my paternal grandparents and you know i don't know there's a whole pagan shit thing that happens 
What happens where? What do you mean a pagan shit thing that happens? Pagan shit. Not pagan shit. (laughs) 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 To Christians, it's probably very pagan and evil. But yeah, like we put up an altar. It's very Confucian. Oh, I see. I see. I see. You're saying that's like, okay. You put up an altar. You put incense. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, like for Chinese New Year, we like open up the back door where the dining room is. And we open, you know, we pull out the chair and we pour a little rice wine or red wine and set out all the food to get cold. And what we do is we do incense to invite our ancestral spirits to come in and sit down and eat before we do. Jenny, you're talking to someone who uh, every year opens the door for Elijah to come drink wine. So (laughs) yeah, keeping an empty chair. We are, we are worldly people. We are (laughs) good. (laughs) But you know, my, my high school friends would call that pagan shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's (laughs) well, your high school friends, fuck them. They were the cool kids. I'm not, I'm not friends with them anymore. Really? (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) We, we went our separate ways. But I, I mean, I still like that as a. I like that y'all were the cool kids, meaning like I like that influence because I will say this, like I'm not religious, but people who are religious in in a way that is loving and not hateful, I, I'm totally jelly because if I, yeah. I wish I had a sense that I was being taken care of. You I know agree. what I mean? That's what religion does for you. Like if you really believe and you're like, I'm taken care of, you know, I can go out about this world without, you know, soul crushing fear. That it's yeah. all nothingness and I'll never leave a legacy. I love it. <laughs> that would be great. No, it is very soothing and comforting. And I know, and I know the void that I've been trying to fill is to soothe my shit. You know? And so, like, I feel like I did ga- gather from the exposure to mm-hmm. my friends, you know, what how they were soothed by mm-hmm. the community that surrounded them as well as by the theology. And so um, I, I, I did learn a lot, but no, I did never, I never converted. I never mm-hmm. went to, the, I never went there. I did join the youth choir for one month. That's all. Just a month? You know, we sing praises to your name. <laughs> this is a stiff yeah. clap you're doing, Jenny. <laughs> That's how it felt. It was okay. a stiff clap. There was no swanging in the hips. Giving us a little left, right, step, touch. Did you sing that quietly? Is that why you only were there for a month? They're like, we can't hear you. you... <laughs> no, I did sing out loud. Um, no, I, I think I did learn a lot, but I think um, it set me off to be like, this isn't right, you know, uh-huh. and, and, and search for other answers. Yeah, so yeah, thank yeah. you. I'm glad that you understand, Andy, what it's like to uh, welcome a spirit into an yeah. empty chair. <laughs> and then have your parents shake the table. Look, Elijah's drinking the wine. Oh, I never cute. bought into it. I never bought into <laughs> it. I just want that out there. Where, where, and then my dad had to be like, "Stop it! Stop ruining, ruining this for, it for your, your sister." sister. Yeah. <laughs> say, you In can't... the same way that, like, my after-school babysitter had to had to say, t- take me aside and be like, "My kids believe in Santa. You have to. You can't tell them Santa's not real." <laughs> Yeah, oh. when I was younger, because like obviously my parents are, my parents had to set me down at some point and be like, "You can't ruin Santa for your friends." <laughs> Jesus that's, Christ, well, that's very that. responsible of your parents. I know, yeah. very well, considerate. You know, one of the few Jewish families that didn't want people with pitchforks outside of our house, <laughs> like going like, "There's yeah. enough anti-Semitism <laughs> without ruining Santa." <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, so okay. Okay, therapy. Okay. So twenty one, you break the you break the seal. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Start smooching. Yep. 
Uh, I love that you always call it smoochin. You never say kiss. You never say fucking up. You say well, smoochin. What do you want me to say? No, it's I, so I don't pure. Say, I just told you I liked it. You start fingering guys' buttholes. <laughs> oh, my God. Would you rather that? <laughs> you see how he do, Jenny? Don't be with somebody 11 years. Because then when you try to compliment them, they don't see it as a damn compliment. <laughs> and then you actually do get mad. And you're like, that's the shit I hate. Oh, honey. <laughs> I'm just goofing. I am just goofing around. I know. I know. Okay. <laughs> just so we're yeah, so, so twenty one, <laughs> I start, I start, um, you know, uh, spirit fingering nuts. Yep. <laughs> spirit, spirit fingering. Uh, oh, you no. went, you went right to the heavy stuff. <laughs> I did, and it was great. Uh, it felt so good, guys. It really did. I was repressed. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Wait, you were you, so like, were you really repressed? And then yeah. like. What happened? Like you, like was it therapy that did, or was just like was there a crush that you could no longer keep hidden? Do you know what I mean? Like was there a single person where you were like, I like this guy so much, I'm ready, or was it your solo work? And then you started to look at the world and be like, oh, he could get it. (laughs) Well, I was feeling extra horn doggy about so many people ever since I knew puberty, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't until college after some therapy and. Honestly, after sort of confronting an unrequited friendship slash crush, like a guy friend, Mm -hmm. where we had become really close and I felt like I didn't like that I was still able to give him attention and he wasn't quite, you know, Mm -hmm. reciprocating, that I confronted him and that was very empowering for me. I felt like that was the seal, the true emotional seal where I was like, oh, I'm standing up for my needs. Yeah. That's new. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's yeah. fresh. I have <laughs> needs, you know? And and that's, I feel like that's a, it's a lot of what a lot of, you know, I, I have a lot of friends who've dealt with this of like, we're, as a, as a woman, femme, you're socialized to not have needs, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Add, add on to that sometimes some immigrant shit, some, mm-hmm. some Asian baggage. You don't know, you know, yeah. like... You, <laughs> yeah and so i think that was when it, it felt i felt very empowered i took the i i, I sort of took had courage to finally mm-hmm. like confront you yeah. know um a, a male figure in my life and i think mm. that was a very powerful shift for me to be like okay they're 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 not shit like in you yeah. know what i mean like it, it was like they i can i can be i can be a whole person in possession mm-hmm. of my wits and whatever and mm-hmm. self, whole self, um, around a guy, you know, like they, they don't have to have this sort of power over me. What? You know what I'm saying? And yeah, so, no, yeah, totally. so when I confronted them, it felt, I felt much more, I was like, oh, I'm ready. Let's take <laughs> summer in New York. Yeah, it's summer right. in New York. All I'm wearing are wedges and, sh- and skirts. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so oh, summer in New York when you're young. Oh, honey, I know. Oh, it. God. I know. I it, drink honey. every it's all night. In the heights. Oh, uh-huh. you really? Yeah. Uh huh. In We're the heights for the sure. We are loving life. <laughs> there is a blackout and we are grinding. <laughs> We're dancing in a pool. Oh, my God. I wish. We can get, a, we can get an empty pool to dance in. Um, <laughs> Now, Jenny, what is your type in terms of personality? Like, for instance, me, I like tender inside boys. You know, I like a delicate soul. I always, I I like to joke. I'm like, I like, I like a man who looks like he could, he could never hit me. Do you know what I mean? And not simply, um, obviously, we all all want a nonviolent person. But do you know what I mean? Like a gentle person where I'm like, you're not a 
physical is not how you express like you know anger or whatever mm. right i like a yeah. delicate soul <laughs> a lace doily of a human I, yes i call you a <laughs> lace doily <laughs> Oh my God. Um, you know, I would say my type for most of my life was opposite of that. Okay. Until recently, it, you know, and mm-hmm. until I learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> you got to learn it. Because, you know, I feel like when I, you know, when I finally got going, y'all, it was like, all I want is virility. <laughs> Every single... Uh, do I want to do I want to jump on him like a jungle gym and uh-huh. kiss his face like you know what I'm saying like that's yeah. all that really mattered and it was uh-huh. not a great rubric for success uh-huh. it's, it's not that's if that's your standard be like ooh, could they beat someone up in an alley yes I'm in that's not you know what I mean that's yeah, not yeah. good So a hundred percent like, so like my first major boyfriend, you know, he looked like Vin Diesel, but meaner. Um, Wow. (laughs) Jesus. You know, I dated, I can, I, for a long time, I dated men who are all former, some kind of athlete. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Oh my God, Jenny. A lot of like silver medals in bedrooms you visited. Well, not like that. more like, you know, uh, baseball and football at Pasadena City College. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a bro. A bro yet. Beefcakes. More beef bro. Cakes. Yeah, a little more beefy or like if they were slimmer, they're still muscular and athletic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. You know, well, I, I know. Mean? You're not you're not taking no scrubs. You want that you want that <laughs> tight body. <laughs> when you said and then climb like a jungle gym i'm in my head you are like crawling all like kissing like you crawl on his back you kiss his cheek you like crawl over like you're really using like like it's a rock climbing wall right like he's six foot four yeah and plays soccer you know and you're like really mm -hmm. you gotta really explore the 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 angles and the nooks and crannies uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, no, That's they would always from Jenny. Yang. Yes, yes, they would always be around six feet tall, a hundred percent. It was all that. But you know, they were not tender inside. If they yeah. were, they hid it, or they just were not emotionally available, y'all. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. typical shit. Um, but you know, that got me through most of my twenties, and then I decided, <laughs> <laughs> and then I decided to to like let go of certain. You know, it was like you know the whole if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, this was broken, yeah. so I was yeah. like, "Let's do the opposite now, Jenny." Yes, you know. Yes. So, so that's what I did. I I said, "Let me go against my instincts." Literally, mm. I had to say this to myself: "Like, let me go against my instincts and continue, go on a second date with a person that I might not feel initially that normal spark." Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But maybe yeah. have other, you know, things. Right, like you're like in my head. Cool. Yeah, like yeah, you're like, cool. yeah. But yeah, you're like. I don't want to climb him. Is that wrong? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um, I did that. And, and, and I, you know, it's like superficial things like they have to be around six feet tall or whatever. Mm-hmm. I let that go. And I ended up, you know, f- my first nice guy, you know what I mean? Who was like a great, a great boyfriend. We ended up not, you know, sticking around longer than a couple years. But it was great because it was run. like, yeah. yeah, it was like, oh, this is nice. Like, you know, I can be with someone who wants to be with me in these other ways. And yeah, and um, yeah, who's just very he was also a little more sort of outgoing and less like social hang ups, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that was good. And then and then we we fucked around a little more. We as in me, the royal we. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> 
you know, where I was like, I should find a man who for the long term who maybe wants a baby. And then I was like, oh, I don't know if I want a baby. And then and then it was like this guy's like, I don't want a baby. And I was like, OK, bye. Um, and then <laughs> and then I hooked up with a series of probably they all were personal trainers at one point. Chandy, <laughs> so see, now I know you're from California. Southern what? California, personal, a series of probably <laughs> former personal trainers. If that's not a, a memoir title, oh, oh I don't God, know what yes. is. A series yeah. of probably former personal trainers. <laughs> or that is definitely definitely like a uh, David Foster Wallace. Oh, it's like, a, to me, it's like a summer beach read. Uh-huh. A summer beach <laughs> yes, read. Yes, and yes. the cover is like a glass of wine next to a weight, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or a weight where the top of it is a glass of wine. Now that's clever. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Barnes and Noble, twenty percent off. <laughs> yes, yes. So that's that's what happened. And then, um, and then uh, the beginning of twenty twenty, I said, Jenny, I think you're ready. I'm, I'm. I said, Jenny, we're gonna find you a husband. And by the way, never prior to twenty twenty was I ever a person who said. Jenny, you're going to find yourself a husband. <laughs> I would make fun of those women. Yeah. And then January 2020, I was like, Jenny, you're going to find yourself a husband. You're ready to go. Got your shit together. Wow. Okay. You're, you're firing at all cylinders. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, let's let's hit up the Internet dating. And so okay. I did that until the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And then I played Animal Crossing on Nintendo Switch for a month. And then <laughs> I said to myself, you know what? We're not going to let a little pandemic keep you down you know and so i went back on to the dating apps around may really and like how did you date safely yeah or you were just like fuck it i don't care (laughs) no 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 i did not yeah right no i I didn't raw dog dating during the pandemic (laughs) (laughs) no i um i just i just felt it out i was like who knows i'm just gonna let's be a little looky-loo and um i got a message uh, on hinge from my current guy and he was like one of a few and i was just like okay well, let me just check it out and but he 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 came he came great he came correct because uh-huh. i had a sort of jokey caption on a photo of me and he responded with a yes and you know what i mean and uh-huh. so right when you mm-hmm. yes and an initial light jokey caption you know cuz you don't go yeah. full comedian when you do your profile right no, it's absolutely not like not. you, you got to be a mile a minute jokes yeah. it's just a light little haha and he he added on it and i was like uh-huh. i like that okay. and then he was good at english and i like that very much you mean like and typing then, it out like you yes, mean you, you, you full want sentences like, yes 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 <laughs> clever thoughts you know i yeah, like that yeah, yeah. and so we messaged on the app for a month from oh, wow. all of may all of May. That's longer than your typical courtship. Exactly. I know. I always hear that you're supposed to like, the, like I have friends who are like, message quick and then see him in person. But again, the pandemic too. It's like, you were like, let me see if you're even worth, you know. Totally. It's, it it's stretched worth it out. Worth a respirator. Are you worth 100%. a respirator? Exactly. And so a month of May of messaging on the app, then he's like, oh, would you feel comfortable if we, you know, maybe did, got a Zoom, did a Zoom hang? So we okay. did Zoom hangs. Zoom dates uh, mm-hmm. for April, May, June, all of June. And then 4th uh-huh. of July weekend was when we, you know, that week was when we met up in person. And then we kind of just fell really fast. Wow. wow. That's so, I, g- I love that. That sounds really sweet, though. I love I like him. a slow He's and great. steady. Like, that's, that's what I like. Like, I feel like, yeah. I like, because I do feel like, especially as we get older, 
Um, yes. Taking your time is just, it doesn't happen anymore mm-hmm. or it's kind of looked down upon. So I like, that's what's so sweet about it to me is like, I just like this idea of like, we talk for a while, then we like looked at each other for a while, then we saw each other. I'm like, oh, yes, honey, take your time. <laughs> yeah, I wonder out. if this is like what the last year was. Do you, do you think your experience, I don't know if you have any idea about this, but I'll ask it anyway. Yeah. Do you think your experience was typical? Do you think there are more like sweeter relationships that developed over the pandemic because oh, you kind of were forced to? To take it slow? I would say yes, from what I've heard of mm-hmm. other people who met people during the pandemic, 100%. And, yeah. you know, there was a moment where we were like, are we just feeling this because we're in this situation? Right. You know, mm-hmm. we're in the we're in the trenches and that heightens everything. And But no, I think, you know, we, we, we're both, you know, we've been around the block on the dating scene, both <laughs> of us. And we both were very we knew what we were looking for and yeah. it was pretty early on that uh, there was like oh he and i would get along tremendously and what makes it different by the way he's the first so um in the last few years um you know uh, my friends were telling me after a series of unsuccessful relationships jenny you date men with cat energy you need to date men with dog energy really what is cat energy I don't know. They're just, you know, maybe a little socially not as like comfortable and, okay. you know, maybe uh, a little needier in their own way. They, they, standoffish. Enough, standoffish. A standoffish. And you're yeah, outgoing. Not, yeah. I am. And mm-hmm. so, you know, and so they're like, you need to have someone that matches your energy. And I was like, you know what? You're probably right. Mm-hmm. And so when I met him, he is more outgoing than me. He like, you know, he used <laughs> to work in nightlife and like alcohol marketing and all these things. And. Um, and so, and so he's we, a marketing person. Yeah. yeah. You know, so we person. had to like be able to like just walk into right. a place and just start talking to someone. Exactly. And I'm yeah. like, I feel comfortable doing that, but you know, it felt uncomfortable sometimes with a partner when we're in yeah. social situations or even at a show, you know, where yeah. they're just, you, you feel like you need to like take care so, of them. Yep. yep you know, up. it's and like, that's, are you good? Do you want to go? Yeah. <laughs> but do you want to go? Or you're like, okay. Yeah. That, yeah. There was like, um, last week we went to like, one there were two gather- outside yeah, we had two gatherings where both of them we kind of just like split off mm-hmm. did our yeah. thing came back together yeah. split off again came it was like if you have to have uh if you go to a party with someone it has to be like a uh, a dna helix right that's that yes. has to be the pattern of that has to be the pattern of interactions yeah oh i thought you were going to say if you go to a party though the key is like you can't, you got to go to a party where you know at least four people okay this is well, like sure that like a party where you just like know the person throwing it then andy and i just sit in the corner talking to each other right. and then i'm like sure. why did i but why did I leave the house right right but that's out of necessity that's out of like our backs are to the wall and we're fighting off the the demons what do you mean <laughs> what demons <laughs> the strangers Oh, I see. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Correct. 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 I thought you right. meant inner demons, but that's exactly thing. me too. Yeah. Like, no, no, we do that at home. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah we do yeah. everywhere. I guess. I guess we're doing right. that. Right. But twenty four seven. But um. But, but yeah. you know what I mean, right? Yeah. When you don't know what's totally. there, you're forced. You're like, I guess us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but the dub, but the helix, the DNA helix is a very good visual. I like that because you want to like naturally go out and figure out life in the context of this party, and then come back and be like, "How are you doing? Want a drink?" right exactly yeah i mean it's us but it's also different too though because i think for instance with me and you andy you know we take for granted that you and i are in the same field and also the same interest within that field like we both like comedy so even though you're not a stand-up of course you love to come to a stand-up show you know way more comedians than i do like like andy was a comedy nerd whereas like i just wanted to do stand-up 
Like when we yeah, first met, you yeah. know, you'd be like, Mr. Shawin, let's look at this. No, no, and I was but like, the, wa- the was oh, is what I was saying. Currently is, currently is. Okay, I'll still say it. But I didn't know that. I just wanted to do stand-up. So I didn't know who people were. So yeah. it was really him who kind of got me going to like a UCB party or going to a place where people yes. were hanging out. He pretty much made me a social comedian because left to my own devices, I would just do my time and leave. <laughs> like, Is that right? No yeah, idea. okay. Kind of. Yeah, no. I did. Yeah. But your partner, he's not even like in this whole field too. So it's like you no. doubly need him to know how to hang. Exactly. But also he happens to be a comedy nerd. Wow. Okay. And okay. I, I, I'm telling you, one of the things early on that I didn't know is how helpful that was. That you're not a performer, but you're a comedy nerd. That means you understand all this stuff that I'm talking about. He had friends yeah. who were like TV writers, comedy writers. Mm-hmm. So he just, there was just so many things about his background and experience that we just had already a shorthand around mm-hmm. certain things. Yeah. So that was super helpful. Who knew? So he's a social Drinking comedy nerd from Wisconsin, <laughs> With who's vegetarian. Well, we're back to our who's vegetarian, but eats. Uh, the, but all he eats is cheese and bread and pasta. <laughs> <laughs> the veg in vegetarian is <laughs> nil. <laughs> he just doesn't eat meat, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I love him so much. He's also he has a tender, gooey center. That's the thing too. I learned tender inside. Bef- no, I didn't know how I needed to prioritize that. Because I think yeah. I probably denied my tender gooey center. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was like, I just need a oh, man. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but I realized I have a tender gooey center. And once I was in touch with that, I could also be with a tender gooey center guy. I love Aww. this. I love this growth. Okay, I think this is the perfect yeah. place to take a break. Because yeah. I feel like Jetty is lifting us all up. And we haven't even answered the questions yet. So we are going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back with Jenny Yang. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, y'all. Wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, there are a couple different ways. Most of our support comes from our wonderful Patreon community. 
For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes of just us mostly spilling the tea mm-hmm. and occasionally searching for crazy bread in Los Angeles, plus lots of other bonus content. We love our page pals, and we couldn't do this without you. And if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We also have merch, which includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Jubu t-shirts, yeah. which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta bios. And for absolutely zero dollars, you can rate and review the show on Apple. Five stars, please. It'll only take 10 seconds and it helps us tremendously. Okay, that's it. We love you deeply. Now back to the show. And we're back here with Jenny. <laughs> Jenny, before we jump into the questions, I just have one last thing. You do this. <laughs> Go ahead. Trust yeah. me. What precipitated your kind of Costanza kind of um, I'm going to I'm going to do everything opposite because that was like a storyline. That was like an episode of Seinfeld. George Costanza <laughs> did everything opposite his instincts and then he succeeded in life. <laughs> so what what changed What What gave you that Costanza transformation? Costanza transformation. <laughs> um, I dated a guy who was, um, you know, we didn't have sex. It was a rebound from a very, you know, not happy relationship. And, Mm -hmm. but we were still considered together, even though we were not having sex. Like we just spent all our time together. And then I realized he was triggering my daddy issues. Mm. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, why is he, why is just a tiny sign of anger making me trip the fuck out? Okay. You know? Mm -hmm. And so I was like. Look, I'm proud of myself for the moment I realized this. I was like, I can't see you. I need to figure some stuff out. Mm-hmm. He's like, what? I'm confused. And then I like took a week. I bought the book, Why Does He Do That? Which <laughs> I highly recommend. It's a hilarious title, but I highly recommend it because it's like a really good book that describes the psychology and how um, and the psychology of abusers of like hmm. usually ab- uh, usually abusive men, but abusers in general. And it's. Mm-hmm very illuminating and it like gives you suggestions for how you break up with someone and all these things you know Mm -hmm. and so you know nothing got physical but I felt the threat of that a little Mm -hmm. bit you know with this guy I know because he just he had anger issues um and so did I and that's why we came probably came together but Mm -hmm. but you know as women I feel like we deal with our anger in different ways and so um I I, uh I I read the book and I was like okay this is how I break up with him you know and then Mm -hmm. I broke up with him and and that was when in my head I was like, okay, this is now I'm feeling the full e- enormity and profundity of my daddy issues and my issues in general and how that gets in the way of a healthy relationship. And so any instinct I had to be attracted to someone and just go toward them, when I started seeing other guys after that, I would, I would, if, if, if there was some part of me that said, oh no, I, I'm, I'm slightly repelled by this. Not because of anything really right. negative. Not repulsed, but just, like repelled. Exactly. Right. Repelled, like, like yeah. oh, oh, like maybe he showed like a tender, soft, gooey center. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Maybe that, mm-hmm. well, maybe I wasn't attracted to that at the time. I just mm-hmm. went with it. Does that make sense? I just let myself, yeah. Yeah. you know, go with it to say, this person is 100% a safe, nice man. Yeah. So it wouldn't hurt just to go to on a second date, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and see what happens. And so um, I did that. And, 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 it, and it, that's what got me into a relationship, number one, with my first white man, because before that, I did not wow. date white men. Wow. I wow. know. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> and then, but he, he broke me. And then <laughs> I... <laughs> As they're what to do, Jenny. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I was playing along. 
you know, um, he he worked as kind, gooey magic on me and friendly <laughs> magic. Um, he was also the first guy I dated who wasn't like six feet tall, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, it, so he it let me it let me go against sort of these, I feel like somewhat superficial but deep seated, you know, ways that I've been socialized to find so, what, you know what part of masculinity was erotic mm-hmm. or attractive. Mm-hmm. Right. A man needs to be this way. A man needs to be this way. And I think I think I grew from that. You know, I was like, because in my head, I always was upset. My 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 queer friends were always like, Jenny, you just need to be gay. And I'm like, (laughs) I I wish it was that easy because you keep on saying you're born this way. And I'm not, you know, (laughs) and and but I know politically and, and, and relationship wise that might make things different for me, but I can't. And, and so I must accept the plight of being very feminist, you know, you know, queer friendly uh, f- politics and, 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 and vision of the world supporting that. And yet I'm here wanting to date football players. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like yep. what it's, yep. you know, I'm just, me, Tarzan, you know, like I still wanted <laughs> these very heteronormative ideas, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I hated it. I hated it, you know? And yeah. so I think that was part of the, the process for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Now we I want to do I want to do can we do both voicemails? Yes, sure. Cuz I love them. Yeah. Okay, you guys. Now Jenny, people yeah. come to us in a lot of ways, honey. They can DM us on Insta, they can DM us on Twitter, send an email to couplestherapypod at gmail. But my favorite, the voicemails. Okay? Because we mm. get to hear where they're at emotionally. We get to hear that crack in the voice. So, you guys, if you ever want to leave a voicemail, there is a 3-minute limit. You guys got to remember that. <laughs> the number is set a timer. 323-524-7839. Yes, ma'am. Whoo, I still got it. All, All right. right. Let's play this very first voicemail. Hi, Andy. Hi, Naomi. Hello, illustrious guest. I am asking a question about being in a funk and how to get out of that funk. Um, I just feel like the past couple of weeks, I w- would expect that with COVID kind of coming to an end, I would be feeling hopeful, but it's quite the opposite. I'm like eating way worse than I have been this past year. I have no motivation to move or work out or do anything or like even look at the sun. Um, Do you guys have any advice for kind of rattling yourself out of a funk? Is there anything I can do? I want to be active and I want to take better care of myself and put better food into my body. Uh, Naomi, I am also guilty of pasta for breakfast. But yeah, I don't know how to kind of shake myself out of this um any advice would be greatly appreciated love y'all this is a breakfast pasta eater okay this is someone i understand this is someone I who almost, i understand i almost had breakfast pasta fyi you did what I, stopped I should, you um time because i was like oh i'm gonna okay. be late oh yeah <laughs> okay just time okay i didn't know if you were like i'm worth more but no <laughs> time. Okay, good 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 oh uh Jenny, we'll we'll defer to you first as our uh, wonderful guest. But if if uh, not, Naomi, I, I know that you probably have uh, a a warehouse full of thoughts. <laughs> well, I know how to get into one. Getting out, <laughs> not as great. But no, yeah, Jenny, how have you? I mean, certainly you do sound like somebody who you know you look within yourself and you you know you know your patterns and behaviors. So I imagine that what is the book for getting out of a funk? Yeah, um, I think for me, whenever I've been in a funk. It depends on what you're motivated by, because I think mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like, I know what how I'm motivated, you know? And mm-hmm. and so whenever I'm in that place where I was like, I don't want to do anything, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I just I, I'll think what I'm motivated by food, even if sometimes mm-hmm. when I'm depressed, I'm not going to eat food. 
I'm mm. motivated by food and I'm motivated by friends and like yes. people, mm-hmm. right? And so social pressure, <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, like I'm very motivated by that. So I know that if I'm in a funk and I don't want to spiral, I, um, I, I just start texting the friends I trust and just be like, mm. hey, I'm not in a good place. Um, I don't exactly know what I want, but I probably need to take a walk or whatever. You know what yep. I mean? Yep, yep, yep. Like, like you don't like it just it's like because you could tell from the caller that they that they know what they need to do. Right. Because right. they're di- right. they're diagnosing the things that they're 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 doing that that's opposite. That's right. Keeping them in the funk. And so, yeah. you know, if, if you take any one of those things that this person is is not happy about, like eating too much for comfort or, you know, not seeing the sun, mm-hmm. maybe you might be motivated to feel like. This is against my better judgment of my brain right now, but I'm going to text my friend to force me to show up at my door and then let's go take a walk. Maybe I just go outside of my pajamas. I don't know. Right, you know? right, right, right. But at least I'm doing something. But you, but the key, I feel like, is to just take the tiny step of forcing some accountability or some kind of motivation to click. So whether yeah. that's social pressure mm-hmm. or... You know what I'm saying, or like a yeah, post. Yeah, Some totally. people post on social media. Honestly, I'm not even mad at that. When I I feel sad for them if like mm-hmm. someone's publicly spiraling. Some sometimes they need to do that. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think for me the simplest thing I would say. I mean, it's I mean it's all everything that you said. I agree with Jenny. It's totally right. But to me, sometimes I realize the simplest thing I can do, mm. I always need to physically move and leave my space. Meaning, it's better for me. Like I would text people, but I'm like, hey, can I come over? Like, I need to get yes. out of my house. I get an energy just being in the house. It's like, I call it stewing in my own juices, basically. <laughs> you know, like when I'm yes. in the house, spiraling, having all the thoughts, the house looks the way it always looks, meaning there's nothing to um, break that circuitry, break that, yes. break that thought pattern, because everything is what it is. I need to, like, physically get out of the house like we're I'm that's why I really want to go hang out tonight like it's funny lately I just like I have to get out of the house because I notice when I'm in the house that's when I have all the time in the world to just think about how I'm worried about things yes the the house is not where I do the most work really or like I have to be out of the house or do something else for a very long time before I actually get to the page or you know to writing whatever or whatever I have to be doing I cannot be in the fucking house to do it and so yeah. that's what I would say to this person. Like the first thing you need to do is get out of the house. And, you know, if you have a car, if you got a good public transportation system, you know, whatever it is, like what's the lowest, easiest way for you to get out of your house? Because sometimes what I struggle with in LA as a non-driver is like, well, then I got to call a lift and spend money and probably have a conversation with a stranger. Like that will stop <laughs> me from doing it. Yeah. But, you know, if you can just like get in your car and go or like hop on the train and do whatever or just walk. Yes. You or have a friend pick you up. My God, can you imagine? I'm not a rock seller. <laughs> but <laughs> I, that's that's like usually for me, it's like it's that simple. And also like if I'm out of the house, I usually am not eating. I can't, well, if I'm out of the house and just like walking around, nobody can deliver food to my location. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. For Drop me. a pin, right? <laughs> Drop, yeah. I'll be on this corner for 40 minutes <laughs> waiting for you. Absolutely not. Um, I have a, suggestion about the food stuff because during the uh the pandemic i mean not that it's over really but like during the part where i wasn't vaccined i um i would say from maybe december to about uh april 23rd when we were fully, fully vaccinated fully inoculated yeah. um i 
I was uh, I was really uh, in a funk and finding solace in um, food, specifically around midnight or one a.m. I would get myself a little bowl of potato chips and pretzels, <laughs> and just watch some TV and just uh, shove them into my mouth until it tasted like ashes. Right, <laughs> so <laughs> tasted like ashes. Right, until it, you're no longer getting pleasure from right, it. Right, right, right. Just yeah. like it's just the mechanical motion of like knowing you are putting this bad food in, in your body. Uh, uh, so uh, as we start to get out of that, I stopped buying potato chips or I bought like baked lays, which are not as damaging as like actual potato <laughs> chips. Right. <laughs> They're just more like little cardboard wafers that, you know, <laughs> you know, there's not much nutrition one way or the other. In that. Uh, and that behavior stopped. And also I started to like buy now that I could go to the supermarket without um, being afraid of dying. Yeah. Um, I found like salads I like, like I've been making this salad. It's like a bunch of greens, strawberries, cucumbers, mm, dates, wild. chopped up dates. Wild oh, me, dates. F- FYI world. Dates is a game changer for salads of all types. Oh, really? for real. For real. Wow. If you don't like raisins, know. if you don't like raisins, dates. Wow. Oh, this is really, cause I incredible. thought it was wild. When I saw this salad, it looked gorgeous, but I was like, Strawberries, dates, cucumbers? Mm-hmm. I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Little French dressing, a couple croutons. You're in business. I'm, I might even like get a little bit of goat cheese at some point. Wow. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Treat yourself. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Find like healthy foods that are delicious. Yeah. That are not yeah. just like where, where you're like, oh, I have to eat this. Roast some vegetables. See, Andy was also a vegetarian where the veg was kind of light when we oh. first met. It Is was, that right? Because I didn't know how to cook. And I think that was the uh, difference. And it was just like I would have side salads a lot. That was his one veggie, really. Or boiled <laughs> carrots. And I was like, there are options. And Andy. It, was, it would be like. I, would, I'm from Pennsylvania. <laughs> what do you want? I live. I lived mayor of Easttown. I lived it. <laughs> yes. Oh, right I love. Yes, that's right. I went to school Breakfast, outside of Philly. Lunch and dinner. You're eating hoagies. All right. Yes. Wait, which one did you go to outside of Philly? Haverford. Swarthmore. Swarthmore. We love it. You know Swarthmore? Swarthmore? I do. I used to teach. I was a professor, and I used to teach uh, at a bunch of small colleges up the R5. Uh, On the R5, there's there's a college at every stop. And so if you you are an adjunct, you got got to get wealthy, folks. (laughs) And by wealthy, I mean you're going to be calling your bank every week and asking them to take off an overdraft fee because you don't have any money because being an adjunct pays nothing. (laughs) And you I don't know. have insurance. But you're chasing that sweet, sweet R5, buddy. <laughs> Riding the R5 up and down. Yeah, like what is it? You're on a box car. Uh, if if you're in Philly now, it's the Paoli line, I believe. Oh, they is that right? The yeah. Name, they the changed Paoli it. Paoli line. Yeah. No, mm. but Mayor of Easttown, yes. Yeah, I get it. You're just, all you're doing is boiling carrots, okay? And saying, <laughs> pias the ball. Pias the fucking ball. That's how my <laughs> volleyball coach really <laughs> would say, pias the ball. You played college volleyball? I did. It, don't be impressed. My high school team would have kicked my college team's ass. <laughs> it's fine. It's go, playing volleyball at Swarthmore. Mm, what's a good analogy? It's <laughs> like being. Uh, it's like being the 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 front desk of an NFL franchise. It's like that's 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 how impressed you should be. That's that, it's like I don't know what that you're means. the greeter. You're the greeter <laughs> uh... for. For the Raiders. Okay, this is you are a greeter for the Raiders. That's I impressive. See, see. You're not on the field. 
Okay, you're <laughs> okay, not okay. you are not qualified. That's it's almost the same. I see. That's so. Funny. Give us an example based on Friday Night Lights, which is something we do understand. Give us. Oh, the... okay. Friday Night Lights. I get it. Um, I forget is that their the names. School secretary. Yes, the school secretary. <laughs> yes, and and saying good game to her. You know what I mean? Like that's what <laughs> we did it. It's the yeah. principal saying to the school secretary, "We did it." Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I get it. The other, I'm going to throw this out there, and I don't know if this is helpful at all, but like sometimes, Naomi, we treat your depression, we say it's a sick day, and yes. you, get to, you get to have a sick day, and you just... Well, that's what I will say, too. There is something to be said sometimes to letting yourself sink into it fully, because when yes. you really give in, you don't stay down as long. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Because it's almost like, like, I don't know, but like the way sometimes some people was like, you're on vacation, and like after a few days, you're like... Yeah, I'm ready to do something. The same yep. thing, when I'm really sad, it's like one full day like in the bed is actually like enough. You know, mm-hmm. like one mm-hmm. like and at some point I'm like, oh God, I gotta move my legs, my butt hurts. Like it just you, <laughs> so but I think it's like when you won't really acknowledge it or you're like, I shouldn't be feeling bad, so I'm yes. gonna go. You yes. Know, I also notice too, you know, I eat the worst when I am like depressed and anxious because I'm like I don't have time to think about health. Okay. I'm just trying to survive. And it's like, actually, why don't you just lay down, drink all the water you have and just watch an entire K drama series for the day. (laughs) And by the time that's over, that'll be about 16 hours. By the time that's (laughs) over, you are going to be ready to start fresh. I promise you. I promise you. (laughs) Jenny, do you have some great tips? Of course. I'm, I'm here for you. This is, are you kidding me? Great. All right. We're going to do one more. Here's another voicemail. Hey, Andy. Hey, Naomi. So since I don't have insurance anymore due to my COVID layoff, you guys are my official therapist, whether you know it or not. So thank you. Well, I'm here with another question. Um, I am in a relationship now. We've been together for just over a year. And it seems like it's really hard to have like tough conversations when one of us doesn't like what the other one is saying or doing. I think we both get a little defensive and I just, I don't want that to be the case. And I've told my partner that I don't like how we communicate and I don't really see much change. And so I don't know how to approach this without him getting very defensive because that's typically his reaction is he'll he'll immediately just say, fuck you and kind of shut down. So how do I do that? How do I approach someone who's very defensive? It's really hard to, to talk to him about things. And when I try to, he immediately shuts down and says, I'm not going to talk to you if you call me names or I'm not going to talk to you if X, Y, and Z. And it seems like he really tries to control how I am saying things. And so I get that, but how do I get past that? He is a tough cookie. Appreciate any help you guys can give, especially because my ass cannot afford any actual therapy. And again, Dr. Andy and Dr. Naomi and illustrious guests, I am depending on you. Thank you. Love y'all. The Aww. first thing we tell y'all is that we are not professionals. You over here calling us doctor. I'm going to tell you, but it may not be the right thing to tell you. <laughs> I'm, I'm I am master. an illustrious guest, though. I am that an illustrious true. guest. That's accurate. True I'll take illustrious. That. I am just a master. That's yeah. true. What? In philosophy. Okay, just check. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, you, can't be saying, you can't be saying master around me. <laughs> oh. I wasn't even thinking. I know. <laughs> I get it. It's loving day. It happens. <laughs> um, Jenny, do you have any experience with a defensive 
I mean, really, not even rela like a romantic relationship, you know, but kind of person where it's like you try to push back or tell them I don't like this or this hurt me, and they just shut down. Yes, uh, my father. Also, um, you know, like <laughs> so many other relationships. And 100%, at some point, I had to learn the lesson that, for the most part, they will not change, and you just have to leave because mm. you have no energy or time. I'm, I'm a very, like, you should leave a situation – but I'm like, I'll say this. I'm a person who has definitely stayed in relationships longer than I should have. And people uh -huh. will tell me that. So for me to tell you, you should leave. That means it's probably <laughs> bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I agree. It's interesting because my first thought when you do say this, okay, but here's the thing. Because at first you started the question by saying when you're both defensive. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so that's I a thing. Thought, okay, what's going on, what's happening? And then when you say, he says, don't call me names. Now, is he somebody who, when you go, you're being really rude, he's like, don't call me names? Or are you saying, mm -hmm. you're an asshole? And he's yeah. saying, don't call me hey, names. Hey, shit pig. <laughs> shit yeah. pig, good look. That is, you know, that's the part that will determine kind of, to me, whether this is a one-way street or a two-way street, you know? Yes. Um, and Damn, Naomi. It's well, true. She used to call me doctor. No, I had to said, step up. I, I had to step up. She called me doctor. I was like, let me figure You're it out. Ayanla fixing her life. Hello. I'm yes. trying to fix her life. So it's like, but also, so like figuring that out and like you, you may have to give me a follow-up call. Okay. But only, you know that answer. But then also, you know, if, okay, unless it's best case, you know, you are coming to him with a loving heart. You're coming to him uh, not really, um, what's the word? Not aggressively. Yeah, not aggressively, basically. Assertively. You know, yeah, assertive, but not, yeah, but not like, I fucking hate when you do blank, you know? And you're right, like, mm -hmm. right, that's the aggressive one. Right. It's like, yeah. you're not, if you're not doing that, you know, and you're also talking about something where it's like, oh. this is, but like, you want to, you want the person to say like, hey, when you do blank, it makes me feel blank. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, I think, yeah, I think it's like, you should be able to do that, especially a year in. A year in, you should be able to say to this person, hey, because also a year is a significant amount of time, but it by no means is a time where you're like, I know this person through and through. Yes. Because you will find out more things. And so to me, the, the thing I don't like is him withholding, being like, I'm not going to talk to you mm. or him yeah. shutting down. Mm. That's almost sometimes worse than somebody yelling back. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes, because at least with the yelling back, they're engaging and now we can just change the tone of their engagement. <laughs> but if yeah. they're like, I'm not talking to you, it's like, well, how do I make you talk to me? Um, yeah. I mean, I used to be kind of like that. Yeah, I know. And Oh, interesting. You yeah. have to want to change. You have to want to. You have to like, you have to find, like, I mean, that's really it. Well, you know, I thought Naomi was worth changing for. So I went to therapy. and But uh, I also learned how to talk to you differently. Yes. Because the thing is, I yes. would come in hot. I realized I was somebody who, you know, I was pushing him away to see how far he would come back. You know, and mm -hmm. Andy is not a person who gonna play them games with you. <laughs> so, <it's> like, <laughs> so like, I realized that too. Like, so it's a double, again, that's right. How was I coming at him? I was like, oh yeah, this is it. I'm testing him or I'm making this a big deal just to see how much he's willing to put up with yeah. to know if we should be together. That's my whole issue. Because it's a really but, reactive thing, right? Yeah. You have yeah. to like, you have to be able to like in the moment realize you are being defensive, take a beat. Yeah. And again, Costanza it. <laughs> 
go opposite, right? Yeah. Take a beat and instead of like being like like um, because there's a there's this ego involved in yeah. in being defensive, yes. right? Where you think the person is attacking who you are and your identity, and the, mm. and really what they're saying is like, hey, first of all, if like that, if X, Y, or Z is part of your identity, then you need to change, right? <laughs> if like right. being an aggressive asshole is who you are, then uh, you know. You ha- you should be changing who you are. Yeah. Right. Uh, but like whatever it is, if you are hurting your partner through it, and it's not an integral part of you, you should be willing to change yes, it. Yes. And take a beat in the moment and be like, okay, I'm doing X, Y, or Z. Maybe right. I need to right. uh, take a step back. Here's another qu- here, two other things too. Two thoughts I had too. It's like, you know. Again, Andy and I have been together a long time, so I think our fights go a little differently because there is such a deep understanding that we love each other. Mm-hmm. And I think it's some, and I think that's something that you have to say to somebody. It's like, I already love you, right? Like, that's the foundation. So when I say this is a thing that I don't like, that's not me trying to, like, malign you or make you feel shitty. It's me trying to, like, teach you how to treat me or tell yes. you what I need. Yes, and. I think, and maybe that's something you almost have to say out loud when you're saying what you have to say to this person. It's like, you know, I love you. or You know, I got you or, you know, whatever. It's like, but can you just, when you do this with me, I don't like it. Cause that's the thing. We all have different ways, right? People say yeah. love languages, but also just like, we all have different thresholds for all yes. of it. Yes. And it's like, you've got to kind of figure that out. Also, the other thing, depending on what this personality is like, when y'all are having these fights, are y'all in the house? Or are y'all out in public? There's something are you on be- the subway. <laughs> well, like yeah, Andy refused to talk about anything real on the subway. Like he was like, "I'm not." T-. He's like, "We're out in public." I'm Whereas, not like, being one of those couples who argues on the subway and people can overhear us and they're and they're like, you know, they're pretending mm-hmm. they're on their phone, but they're like, oh, this is juicy. <laughs> but that's a and, fair boundary. That's a fair boundary you're drawing. But I think we're me, gonna deal with it like, at home. I'm a New Yorker where, like, the subway is just, like, an extension of your house. Like, <laughs> and, like, if I'm not yelling, I'm, like, it's, I'm, like, no, because my thought is no one's paying attention to me. But, yeah. you know, and, but then Andy also says to me, he goes, Naomi, you're a lot louder than you think you are. And I was, like, <laughs> rude and fair. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, is this the kind of person where, like, maybe, maybe not just at home, but also, like, hey, let's go take a walk and talk. You know how sometimes when you're doing something else, yes, you can kind helps. of think better. Yes, could be one of those. Like, hey, babe, I want, like let's go like walk to blankety blank, and then you kind of just like talk a little bit, and maybe blankety blank's Dave and Buster's. Go, to, da- yeah. babe, let's go to Dave and Buster's. Yeah, and then you talk, and then you toss some ski balls once you get there. <laughs> I don't know. I love all of this. I think this is also <laughs> smart, and uh, you know, I reacted to the reaction. I was like. Him, you know, but but I love everything that you just said because I 100% had to learn all of these lessons the hard way on my own. Yeah. Through a lot of books and through a lot of like <laughs> trying to do it. But 100%, yeah. I feel like my partner responds way better if I'm sitting next to him or if we're walking and I'm mm-hmm. touching his hand or touching his arm and uh-huh. I'm just calmly saying, listen, I, you know, I love you so much. This, But when this happens, it makes me really upset. And I want you to know that and, and see if we could change that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Also, you might have to leave him. Like, well, exactly. it has I'm to like, be like. like it, I mean, a... if this if this person do, like is like this and they refuse to um, look inward, yeah. Then I mean, yeah. And know, some people I, are like that. You know that him. That's him. You know that's not a shortcoming in you. That 
you know, it's not working with this person. This 100%. person has an inability to be open. Like that's so important too. It's like, okay, if this is, if this is the case, you know, again, try all of our techniques, our tips and techniques. <laughs> and if, you know, he's always shutting it down or he's getting mad at you or you try to say something and then he fucking takes it to a 10, you know what I mean? And stomps out. It's like, nah, 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 nah. You grown. You can't deal with this. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, this felt good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this felt good, didn't it? I, I, well, I didn't know, like, Jenny, I didn't really know you before this. And I just yeah. I have to say, I really like, this was such a delight to We're talk to you. We're in love. We're in love now, Jenny. Oh, right. thank it you. Really, <laughs> it really brightened my day. You know, we've been, we've been dealing, uh, our, our dog has had an irritated bladder and has been peeing. I've heard her. about that. Yeah. And, and, and. Nonstop. She's, and, yeah. Yeah. Or she's just yeah. had issues. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the, the chemo, chemo was making the bladder now. And so she's peeing everywhere. Oh. So it's really been no sleeping for the week because she has to keep going out or you wake up and step in pee. Oh and that God. just ruins the whole night. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, so, I mean, I got to say that uh, I'm, I'm so glad. This was so uh, lifting. It was truly. We got what? lifted. We got lifted. I love it. Yeah, well, real. people get that from you. I'll tell you that when you people listen it. to your podcast. Pshaw. It's true. I love it. I love what you're doing. It Listen, when there's no universal health care and people are calling in to get therapy from you, yes, you're doing a, a very important service. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much. You guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode and we will see you next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.